0: How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, they don't hold back. There might be swearing. There's definitely gonna be some laughing. And hopefully, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. This is a bit of a different chat for us, everybody. Ashley is joining us, and she's going to help us keep it fresh, hot, and honest with our amazing community. She wrote a book all about swinging with her husband, how reaching for the highest level of difficulty marriage and motherhood led her to think that the swing lifestyle was the next challenge she could add to her life and what really happened in the process. This and so much more just ahead. All right, I'll be honest, this is never a Healthiest Hot podcast chat I would ever have on my vision board, but Ashley, we're so excited to have you on the Healthiest Hot podcast because you're going to help us keep it fresh, hot, and honest, especially when it comes to our relationships with ourselves and with our loved ones. So welcome. Oh, Chloe, that was such a good intro. Thank you for having me. Okay, so before we dive in, give us like a little kind of four one on who you are and what makes you a very special guest today.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. I am a former figure skater and choreographer raised in Canada, um, who took the quest for perfectionism and the highest level of difficulty into marriage and motherhood. Um, You know, right at the dawn of like the Pinterest mom era, right? Like my oldest is 15. I have three boys. Um, So I was doing what everybody was doing at that time, which was like homeschooling on purpose before pandemic, homesteading, my toddlers grew their own fucking vegetables. And running my nonprofit. And I decided, okay, wait a minute, what's the next highest level of difficulty? Like, you know, where have I not maxed out? And it was marriage. So we decided to try non-monogamy. And I say, try, try, because it was the one thing in life. It was the one thing in life I like utterly failed at. So my book Swing is like the complete idiot's guide for what not not to do in the swing lifestyle. Um, But thousands and thousands of monogamous couples have read it and then started opening up to me about their relationships. So now on social media, I get, I reach about a million people a day wow. and I get hundreds. I know it's, it's, it's bonkers and incredible, right? Cause I had an idea that this story of these things that happened in my marriage was too good not to tell, you know, and I had told my stories on the ice for years as a choreographer. And I was like. Oh, I'm going to have to use my words for this one. Um, but I, this, this is going to be, this is going to be my first book because, you know, as a creative, I think a lot of us have the, have the idea when we're young, like what kind of, in what way is our creativity going to come out in the way that our creativity will come out. But then it's a surprise to us, the other ways that it comes, you know, forth into the world. Um, so Swing is one of those ways, my book Swing, and it has uh, been option for film, probably going to be a streaming series rather than a movie cuz we're really looking at like the longevity and then how the characters can evolve and i'm really curious to see what happen- happens next cuz it's it is a good story chloe okay were you ever terrified though like to put your
0: life out on blast like that in such an honest way and talking about something that maybe a oh, yeah. lot of
1: people are curious about but have never oh, wobbled in Seriously, I swear I live half my life pretending I never actually wrote that book and that nobody knows anything about my life and I'm so private. So, I'm like heavily in denial, but no. Also, I had to write this book. Like I I I didn't know why, but when I was coming out of the hardest part of my marriage because that's really that's really what happened. I thought I had like this perfect life in that I I thought I was checking all the boxes. I still didn't feel satisfied like so many of us do. Right. But I had pushed it down so hard and so fast and so young. I mean, you know, we all have different things in our childhood. No one escapes childhood unscathed, but for me, it was becoming a competitive athlete. So young, like every day I asked myself, how well can I ignore what my body is telling me? How well can I like outsmart my brain or my thought? Like, so I can get the work done. Um, so we went in to this adventure in the lifestyle really thinking oh we can do this because we're like not jealous people like our relationship is so solid that we could do this it was like there was so much ego chloe of how um you know everyone would love to have your cake and eat it too if you could right like how do you have the stability of marriage and how do you choose a partner who's going to be like a rock solid co-parent and financial decision maker with you and like yes And also like hot sex and tell you that you're pretty, tell you that you're smart, tell you that you're a good mom. Because that was my downfall, Chloe. As soon as I met a man uh, at a club who was like, oh my God, you're so interested and smart. I was like, oh, boom. And then of course I fell in love because that's like the ultimate thing you shouldn't do. Of course. Oh my God.
0: I mean, for anyone who is even curious about swinging, I know you kind of joke around that you failed miserably at it, but like, (laughs) I mean, what... How how did you even end up there?
1: How did okay. you end up like being like? I think let's try swinging. Well, it was first. It was like let's go to a sex club because we've always been interested. Like, do these things really exist? And yeah. before we even got married, we Googled and we like found one and we went one time when we were still engaged, Chloe, and had no interaction with anybody else. But here that's the thing, the majority of people who go to sex clubs and there's a sex club in every city. I swear, if you live in a really small town, then maybe it's at the next closest city, or maybe there is some attempt at a swing lifestyle club, um, out in your rural area. There may be, um, we wanted that excitement. We wanted to just let loose. We had three kids at the time. Our littlest was a toddler and he was still nursing. So, okay, I'm at, I'm at the sex club with like, you know, my, my breasts, filling with uh with milk. So throughout the night my cleavage gets better. But um <laughs> but most of the people who are there are not there to interact with anyone else, Chloe. They're there just for the atmosphere. Okay. So like you walk into a club and it looks just like a bar. Um, but it's all couples right like all just couples so it's like not that different from a regular bar until uh, you look up and you see like okay yeah there's pornography on like big tv screens until like the, the dj starts like a bar game and like it's like you're blindfolded and like feeling up someone to see if it's your partner or not like you don't you know real quick you realize this isn't pretty- bar yeah but even even before that as soon as you walk in people are so damn friendly that it's like wait a minute are they trying to convert us to Scientology or like what is going on here that everybody's so happy that we came but I mean no matter where you are kind of in this scene you start to see familiar faces right away so if new people come in so that's the thing if you are new at a club like you are never going to have the red carpet rolled out for you so nicely in your life. Like everybody's going to tell you how cute you look. Everybody's going to be so lovely. And that's the thing that not every people aren't there to like rip someone else's clothes off like consent is key it is a very sexually charged atmosphere and yes on the dance floor like you know at the witching hour say 11 30 midnight someone just knows that it hit midnight and like a top comes off or boobs are out or someone's down on the floor giving a blowjob in the club like it is incredibly sexy people are having sex with their partner or with uh, like several people like maybe there's like three or four women interacting maybe it's two couples in a different position and i mean you know we all like we all like like uh lego because you can like connect one thing to another right like when you have more people there are some interesting configurations that are very very exciting to see especially live and you're like oh my god like there are people having sex right in front of me or you can have the experience of having sex in front of other people so i would say about about a third of people who are at clubs plan to have sex at the plan to have sex at the club that night but not with other people like they the them and their spouse after they get turned on are going to go like to a back room and close the door, and close the curtain, or unless they're like me, uh, figure skating coach, choreographer, turned attempted swinger, I realized, surprised, that I was a bit of an exhibitionist. I was like, please leave the curtain open. You know, (laughs) the things things you learn about yourself are surprising. Um, uh, But the most surprising thing for us, and the reason that I had to tell this story, um, was like, first, touch wood, we're still married. And not just still married, but like, our relationship has up leveled up leveled up leveled I mean if you're going to release a marriage memoir into the world you better be sure that finally you you have some solid ground with your spouse yeah. which I don't think I gravely miscalculated that okay where you know the fact that we got through and the fact that I in this really unusual way really reached for everything outside of me almost possible right like i there were no dangerous drugs or anything like that the addictions were really attention achievement right which like we all have our thing whether it's like trying to do more whether we try to numb out by like scrolling or add to card or you know we all try to make ourselves feel better in a host of different ways and in this story and this is why it's called a memoir of doing it all i i tried to help myself feel better in every area once right so really pushed it to the limit to see the thing that you know everybody knows or every hero in the journey realizes is that like oh everything that i wanted was just inside me you know that i had to tap into it like darling you've had the power all along and it seems a little trite but the truth is it doesn't matter if i have a husband who's fantastic or a husband who's lame it doesn't matter if i have a husband who's fantastic and a boyfriend on the side if i don't love myself i'm not going to feel adored i'm not going to feel loved i'm not going to treat myself like someone who has has worth and value just for just for who they are rather than what they do um so really pushing it to the limit allowed me to take i I realized, wow, I've reached for everything. If this isn't doing it for me, like I I, I have to start looking in a different direction. Then the fact that there were so many really great stories, like absurdly funny and sexy stories, I thought this has to be it, that I'm going to write it as a screenplay because there's no way I can ever admit in my life that this happened. Got halfway through that. Well, first I Googled how to write a screenplay. Okay, <laughs> and then read some books about it. And then I got halfway through the screenplay, um, and for your listeners, screenplays are only a page per minute of movie. Like a spec screenplay is only like ninety pages. Wow! So I thought, yeah, I thought I can write ninety pages. Well, I wrote about forty or forty-five, and then I was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. But you know, when you like push a creative project to the side, yeah. and then you kind of get on your own case about procrastinating on it, but then you realize. I can't just dive right in where I was like, there's something, something shifting about it with your time away. Right. And you go and look at it again. And I go, I have to write this as a memoir. And then my husband was like, I really love this idea as a movie, but what the hell are you thinking? And I was like, I don't know what I'm thinking, but I think, I think it's going to help people. I think it's going to help people, but still three mornings a week, I wake up and go, Oh my God, did I actually, I wake up like cold sweat. Did I actually write that book? But he was
0: supportive in the end. I mean, how did people in your life react when you put everything out, including, you know, being down for an open,
1: open at a sex club? Yeah. And and here's the interesting thing, right? I make videos about sex. I wrote this book about sex. Um, but all anybody wants to talk about is feelings. Like in my DMs, 90% of my DMs are for men. And they're for men who find my content, like my videos, and they go, wow, thank you so much. Um, your videos have made me realize uh blind spots that i have as a husband paraphrasing here right or my wife has been telling me this thing for five years and i never understood what she was saying but i saw your video sent it to her and said babe i finally get it i'm sorry i'm such an idiot and now she follows you too and we're reading your book um it's really it's really interesting how there's something about my videos that disarms men and they're like let me let me do what this chick is telling me to do okay you know there's something about i think it's because I was a figure skating, synchronized skating, actually most obscure discipline of figure skating. The only one that doesn't go to the Olympics, Chloe, I'm like, I shall dedicate my life to that one. Okay. But what I got to do, so it's like 16 to 20 athletes on the ice at a time. And most of my athletes were teenage girls. I had 150 athletes on 10 teams at the biggest, but my job was basically to be a cooperation whisperer with teenagers, adolescents, right? Female adolescents, because I had to convince all of them that, um, my plan for for their season was so in alignment with their goals for themselves that they should dedicate their life to it and then get along with everybody else on the team even though they didn't choose to be on the team the team with these people they just wanted me to be their coach and then I said okay you guys together this year you guys together this year so honestly when a married couple usually one person at a time writes in and says xyz is going on in my marriage and I say, "Hmm." ask your partner abc they go okay just a minute they come right back she said blah blah blah. i said oh here's all the common ground you have you guys like are basically on the same page but you're saying it different ways right it doesn't matter who's right especially when you're communicating with teenagers especially when you have a goal in mind together right which was like to have an incredible synchronized skating program right lifts trust um safety right speed excitement And then in a marriage, what do you want? At some point, if you're married, you look to that person and go, and you said, unless it's an arranged marriage, okay, you look to that person and you said, huh, that one, that's my partner. That that person is going to be the person who helps me live my best life. Like I'm going to accomplish more, or I'm going to have more fun doing it, or I'm going to have like, you know, my rock when I'm nervous, I'm going to have, you thought they would help you go where you wanted to go. Okay, but we approach marriage in this like way that's different than sports or different than business when it's like, can't always get what you want. You know, there's give and take in marriage. And this idea that men and women are gonna come in with fundamentally different motivations for being married, which is like the biggest, we just gotta call bullshit times 500 million on that. Um, Cause all any, any human wants to be, regardless of gender, all any human wants to be is certain that they can be themselves and that they will be safe and loved while doing it. That's it. Right. Do you see me? Do you know the real me? Do you love me anyway? Boom. That's all we need. Right. And every one of us communicates that differently regardless of our gender. Like I worked with teenage girls for years and I live with men. I have a husband. I have three boys as children. I cannot make a generalization truly about gender and about personality because everybody is so unique. If you're curious enough, you are not going to find, you're never even going to say two people are similar. You're just going to be like, oh my God, and they're different like this. They're different like this. They're different like this. They're different like this. And being safe, really feeling safe in our differences is something that all of is something that worldwide people are like struggling with a little bit, right? If like, if you and I really, really are different fundamentally, Chloe, and look at a situation in different ways, that's not really seen as a strength right now, right? It's really seen as like, okay, you know, and I think that there probably was a necessity at this time in history for like social issues to swing in a really big way for us to go, wait, where does everybody stand? I think that that just has to happen like every. It hadn't happened to our generation yet, right? In a big way. So, but I think what we're we have an opportunity here, because so, some people have, you know, taken a little more space from friends and family or whatever, in our own, in our own families with your spouse, with your kids. Practice being more okay with seeing things differently. Ask more questions about wait a minute, why do you like that restaurant better? Why do you think that's the best restaurant we went to on that vacation? Why? What was it that you liked? keep asking questions you will not believe the things that will come out of people's mouths if you ask different questions right ask a different question get a different answer um, and if we could just really embrace how different we are from our spouse and how that is great because we we we've been we've been brainwashed i think to think that we're very different from our spouse and it's awful so the best we can do is x right and everybody like sets it at a different place the best we can expect for sharing chores is this the best we can expect for sex is this the best right a but they're all pretty low like would you go into business or would you expect to win like you know an nba championship if you were like ah this is as good as we can do
0: so what do we do we
1: need to set better expectations we need to set the bar way fucking higher and we need to stop we need to just pause and go okay wait a minute." We need to forget about precedent. Precedent is nothing. If you let that go yesterday or for 10 years, doesn't matter. You ask yourself today, what do I prefer? What do I prefer? Do I wanna wake up in the morning and see a messy kitchen? Cause I went to bed first. Cause I'm the first one to go to bed in my family now. My littlest is only nine, but I like really like my sleep. <laughs> no, I don't. I wanna wake up in the morning and I want that counter to be completely clean. So I talk to the people in my family and I say, Hey, question. I want the counter to be completely clean when I wake up in the morning. something that just makes me feel so calm. I walk, I can see the whole counter and just the way the light comes in. I'll say the whys, I'll say the whys instead of saying like, and I'll be really specific that it's about the counter because it could be that I don't let my 15-year-old go to the hockey game to watch because I'm annoyed he didn't, you know, the counter. But no, 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 that's like, let's just really be clear about what we want and what we need. But most of us don't even know, Chloe. That's the thing. We have just this mild dissatisfaction We have this low simmering dissatisfaction that actually, like, maybe from mild to very, very, very high, but we have an incredible tolerance for discomfort and dissatisfaction. That some of us are going to like have trouble when we say, Okay, uh, I don't like that. It's like, no, no, what would you prefer instead? And that's why I would say, What do you prefer? Some of us are just going to have a blank or, like, not that. I'm so annoyed about that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Get that out. Get that out. Whatever journal on it. Whatever. And then go, what would you really prefer? And then ask the people in your family if they're willing to step up and help that happen. And if not, then you say, okay, then nobody eats after I go to bed because I'm not getting up to that kitchen. Like you, here are the options, here are the options. Like if you're gonna snack after you go to bed, you have to clean it up, right? Um, or just my husband knowing, listen, I don't he doesn't care about dishes on the counter. He loads the dishwasher all the time. He cleans the kitchen. But if there are extra dishes, he doesn't do them, put them away. Do you know what I mean? And I want that. Like, that is what I want. I don't just want a partner who puts things in the dishwasher. If there wasn't room, you wash that shit. That shit does not stay on the counter overnight. But for everyone, it's going to be something different, right? And they might be like, oh my God, this lady is talking about like dishes on the counter. Yes, this lady is because this lady has been like fucking strict about what I accept in my family um, because I think a lot of us, especially Those of us, and that's this is almost everybody who has like either a little codependency or a lot of codependency patterns that we just picked up in childhood. And I mean, we do all of it because we're trying to be like a good kid or a good sister or a good, you know, student or whatever. It is really hard sometimes um, to admit to yourself. That you have the power to make things better right now, because we have this thing like when they're okay, and this isn't stressful, or my kid gets into this new soccer thing or fill in the blank, right? So many different things that we say, oh, that needs to be taken care of, or they need to change that before I can actually do this for myself. But we are just like, we are just opening the car door and throwing our agency out like all day. Unless we dial up our awareness a bit and we say, no, really, really, how do I want this to be? And once you know how you want it to be, then there might be a little resistance that bubbles up that says, Oh, that's too much. Or you shouldn't ask for that. And okay, go for a hike, turn on whatever. Next time you see the kid, you whatever the situation is that is contrary to your desired scenario right like would I write this would I write this movie scene right now would I write this this scripted scene in my kitchen or do I want things to go differently in the morning when we're getting ready okay so you like get you to just that you gotta know
0: what you want like you gotta know like it's you one thing know. to communicate it and to ask what do you prefer but if you don't fucking know what you want it's so like how do you start there like I feel like whether it's in friendship or in relationships like you gotta be able to take ownership over what you want out of life relationship work sex like you name it
1: it's huge chloe but so many people don't know that they just know their partner's not hitting the spot kind of thing like their partner's not checking all the boxes their partner is not making them feel the way or whatever there's something about their marriage you know if we're talking marriage that's not like they would have written it on their wedding day or let's just go back up further because like wedding day is so fucking stressful before, when you first said, I want to marry this person, you probably pictured things a little differently. Of course we did. Okay. Let's just have some honesty then and say, wait a minute. What would I like to be different? Because here's the thing, Chloe, to really take a look at it, you're going to have to, you're opening up the opportunity that you're going to see things that you fucked up. You're going to see things that there were your blind spots or things that are not the way you'd like them to be. And it's totally 100% your fault. And that's totally 100% fine listen, like this idea and this perfectionism and this control that a lot of us hold on to is because we're so afraid of like who we really are. If we just like let ourselves be like our natural selves, you know, (laughs) like our untamed or whatever, like, you know, I have fears that I'm lazy. There are a lot of personality flaws that I have, but like lazy isn't one of them. Right. But that I have this deep, deep, deep fear that I am that where it's like, if we look at everything, I'm actually the opposite of that, right? Like there are just these things that we try to run away from or outprove or like prove wrong without even taking a look and going like, Hey, what was the source of that anyway? So slowing down, taking a look at what would I prefer and then taking responsibility because honestly, a lot of things that we want, if we really wanted them and said, can I make that happen by the end of this week? We could, because a lot of us are in a really privileged situation like that. So why don't we make the things happen? Why don't we improve the relationships? Why don't we teach the kids? Why don't we release, share as much free content as we can, like to help everybody get a leg up? You know what I mean? Like we each have a path that's paved a little bit more easily for us, right? And I think that is privilege and we should see it. And then we just ride it and go, yes, these things are easy for me. And I have awareness around it. And, you know, like, I think it all ties in. It all ties in. And I think we have a really great... A really great opportunity right now right like this is why i'm so happy we're having this conversation chloe is that the last few years have been just a real a really wild ride for everybody right um and for a lot of us, it's been a wild ride in a lot of really, 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 good ways, right? So, and at the same time, we lost four family members to COVID. So like there, there's all of, there's and both and all of life is and both, but it's just like the volume has been turned up so loud the last couple of years um, that all of us are really, really clear about the things we hate. <laughs> so if we could dial it back to, okay, what do I prefer? What do I really, really, really love? I think that we're all like, we're all right to make some changes that I think are going to come together really quickly for a lot of us.
0: We gotta figure out how to ask for what we want. And we gotta figure out how to like be okay asking for what we want. It sounds like that's what you've been
1: doing and what you're sharing in your book. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, here's the thing. Once you know what you want and your resistance has come up around, am I allowed to want that? And you've said, yes, yes, of course, yes. And you have to probably say yes. And and probably you have to like work through it and really give yourself that full yes, but be there before you tell your partner or anybody else involved that you want their assistance in it. Okay. Because it's only from that place of like, oh, well, if you say no, it's not because I'm not supposed to want that. It's because you can't help me with that. So then the next question is, if this is something like something that could be contracted out, then the question is: Are you going to call the contractor or am I? Are you? I, I need this. Done. I really. It's important to me that this is done. Are you willing to do this over oh, money? This or so you don't want to. You don't want to fix it yourself. Okay. Do you want to call the contractor, or do you want, do you want me to? And then it's like changing the conversation. Who cares if they don't want to do it? It doesn't really matter as long as it gets done. So if this is a situation like you need your partner to be more affectionate or to, if you want more emotional intimacy with your partner, right? First of all, get clear about what that really is. Really figure out, okay, am I giving myself to, am I getting fresh air every day? Am I meditating? Do I have movement? Am I drinking some water? Listen, am I, are you doing the work to like keep yourself upright and, and, and healthy? Okay. Then if your partner's not doing their part, then you go to them and say, Hey, I really need to be with someone who, when we talk each night, asks me at least three questions about my day. Like, I need that. Are you willing to try that? It's not even, I need you. Hey, I've been thinking, you know what I need in a marriage? This is what I need. Hey, I was thinking, you know, I was out with my friend, say like, say you and I are friends. We live close, Chloe. Chloe and I were going for a walk and I realized, you know what I love about her friendship? whenever i tell her something i'm excited about she asks me what i'm the most excited about about what is it about that she like goes a little deeper like the things i love the things i'm excited about right so that's a really easy way for you as my partner if i tell you something i'm excited about you don't have to know everything about my industry you don't have to know everything about my business you don't have to have the answers you don't have to even know if you think it's a good idea ask me why i think it's a good idea ask me why i i can tell you 17 reasons why it might be the best idea i've ever had right So it's like showing people really specifically, I'm a fiery personality. I want someone to just match my excitement. Nobody can really beat my excitement. If they can, I go into business with them, right? (laughs) Like so. And actually on my sixth date with my husband, we started an LLC. So I mean, for one moment he did, right? Um, But then he couldn't keep up completely, but we still make children together and do a lot of other great stuff. But if your partner says to you, why do you need that? You say, that's not the question. The question is, are you able to give that to me? I'm not, I could I could like go through the whole thing and like tell you what I've been journaling, figuring out and like re-traumatize myself. And I don't know, maybe once in a while you will, but th- that's not really where we need to go. It's like, yeah. oh no, 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 no. That's not the question of why. It's like, can you give that to me? Are you willing to, right? And then it's a constant conversation and reminder when they're not doing what you need them to do. Hey, I told you that was important to me. Are you willing to do that? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, okay. So that's the thing. Get over your fucking self thinking that things only matter if someone gives it to you because they read your mind or remembered from another time. No, love counts when you say, hey, can you give me a hug? Hey, can you hold my hand? Can you come with me to this appointment? Like love's a verb, right? It's a verb, it's a verb, it's a verb. So if you say, remember, love me this way, remember, love me this way, right? The people who love you should try to do it, should try to do it. And here's the thing, you've already decided this is something I need in my life. Mm-hmm. So if the people around you aren't trying to do it, then you say, hey, sister, I've really been trying to get along with you. I really want us to be able to like get along and not fight. And so what I, what I really would love is this and this and like you haven't been able to do it. And then see, maybe you have to take some space from that person. Maybe you have to, like if you are pouring in energy to this relationship, or you are just, if it is taking any space on that loop in your brain, that needs to be resolved or dissolved, okay? Anything that's on a loop in your brain, taking up your precious creative energy needs to be resolved, okay? And there are a lot of ways to do that. And in a marriage, I think it, con- it takes a constant, like regular renovations where you say, wait a minute, Ooh, this is not to the standard of my preference right now. Um, like we have a 15 year old now, our oldest is 15. So now I get to see my husband um, parenting a teenager with a wife who's a woman. And I get to see how easily he falls into bro mode and takes the kid's side when we're supposed to be parenting together. And I just go, hey, um, you're acting like a teenager. And um, I would like to be married to an adult. So fuck off with that. Like, we're not doing that, right? Um, And here's why. And here's why. And here's, you know, what I know about working with teenagers because I did that for two decades. And here's how we could communicate with him better, okay? As long as he's, like, not doubling down on his bro behavior, we can go somewhere, right? Right? We can all go somewhere. And that's all that we need from people is the willingness to say, oh, Maybe I could do this better. Maybe, maybe the most important thing we can do in marriage is really allow that person to check us when we need to be like checked, right? Right? Um, And allow them to influence us, you know? Allow them. So my husband has to be in a state of complete trust because this way that he's always interacted with other dudes Suddenly, is is he can't default to that when he's raising a teenager and he's never raised a teenager before. So I go, whoa, hey, yeah, that 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 point you just scored, that was in the wrong basket, Dude, Like, <laughs> no, 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 like other way, other way. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. Or he could be like, I I did a good job, and I'm like, the crowd went silent. Okay, every like you were celebrating, but wrong way. Like, I'm like, you know, we, we make up these kind of like funny um, things around it for him to understand, no, 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 like I'm not being picky, I'm actually telling you it's the wrong net. Like, this is how we play on the same team, right? Um, but being insistent on what we want, because if we walk away from a relationship or we walk away from a job or we walk away from a business opportunity because we never asked and insisted, then I mean, I guess we didn't really want it, right?
0: we got to go for it. We got to go and ask. I keep thinking, listening to you, like how good of a series this is going to be like, you know, because of your book getting option. Mm-hmm. And I need to know, like, have you thought about who you would want to start it? Like your dream casting?
1: Okay. I have, and I haven't been able to land on anybody for me, but I think I figured out why when I was walking, I I like to hike and I just fell into hiking the last couple of years. And I hike every time I hike I hike with like a 30 pound pack even when I go to the lake to hike a few miles by my house I need to forcibly slow myself down okay because I just I'm my ideas I get excited I my favorite idea is my newest idea Chloe so and I have a lot of freedom creatively in my life which thank goodness that's always something I've been working towards okay when I was hiking around the lake the other day, I was listening to this same album over and over and over. Like I used to do a skating programs when I was trying to like pick a soundtrack of what we were going to do. And I just started seeing, seeing, seeing this whole part of the storyline of the show. And um, I saw myself dancing in my office. And I was like, oh yeah, like the way I used to do choreography. And I thought, oh, it would be so cool if this character showed that and I didn't even write that in swing like I never wrote anything about that but I was like oh this character she's she's a she's a performer she's a choreographer and then she becomes a writer what if she works out her things what if she works out the things in her mind by moving her body like you see her on the ice you see her hiking you see her dancing and now I'm like maybe this is why I don't know the actress maybe she's like maybe she's a contemporary dancer or something like who's an actress but maybe we don't know her yet like, maybe, hi, are you out there? DM me. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, actress. Um, actress. So, no, I don't know, because I haven't been able to see that. And every psychic I talk, actually, every psychic who I've talked to or has just dropped in to say hi uh, over the past eight years has said, I don't know, you're going to star in your show. You're going to start. I'm like, I'm not an actress, so that's a little weird. Um, but I'm launching a podcast. So maybe that's what they're talking about. I don't know. Um, but I think she needs to be a dancer. Cause I think that would be a really cool part of it. If say you saw her skating, cause there's this little lake by my house that I hike around. She goes and one day she's there with her hiking boots and she realizes it's frozen. She goes back home, gets her skates, and you see her skating out there, right? So we need someone who can skate or at least dance because if she can dance, then we can have a Stunt double to do the skating. Oh, and I, I, I'm available. I'm available for the
0: skating. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Maybe
0: you are going to be in it. Okay. Where, where do you get all your
1: energy, by the way? Like where can we, where can we buy that? Um, you know what, you uh, know what you, it is something that if I could bottle it up like an ounce at a time, I would, I could ethically sell it, but I would never wish the full Monty on anybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't because it's just, it's, um, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot and figuring out how to manage it in a really creative way is really healthy for me because um I think creators create and like when we're I, I was just out for brunch with um a friend of mine who's an incredible businesswoman and um she was saying like if creators aren't creating, we're a bit of a menace to society. And it's like yes. Yeah. I mean, when I didn't have enough creative outlets, I had my toddlers growing their vegetables. So like, this is, this is better that I get to have incredible conversations with you and write books and then write TV shows and, um, and, and those other things. Cause that's what really lights, that's what really lights me up. And that's what I want for everybody, Chloe, to like get closer to the thing that lights them up. Okay. Spend more time doing it, put more intention into it. Like I was a really serious kid from a very young age, like really, really serious. And um, it took me like going through all of this in my mid thirties, releasing the book when I was 40 to be like, Oh my God, all my whole life. I've wanted people to take me seriously. And I don't think I'm actually very serious. Like, I think I'm actually way more fun. Like really I gravitate towards what's fun, not serious and I just want to invite everybody to just take a look at the things that you are trying to be and the things that you think you are, because like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I've been a little off and the the realizations have been uh, like awesome freedom, you know?
0: Ashley, I think that's such like an awesome takeaway. Like we all need to take up space, figure out what we want and also stop trying to be the person we think we need to be. And instead just tap into the person we are. And if we're lucky, We're going to be like you and find our state of flow and be creative and be silly and also have people take us seriously, even though we're super fun and silly. So geez, thank you so much for being you. I can't wait to like dive more into swing and just your story and to eventually see it like I'm, yeah, you are a ball of energy that the world needs more of. So thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story with us. And I'm definitely feeling fired up to
1: just fucking take up space. Take up space in the bedroom, outside the bedroom, wherever, right? It's like, it doesn't matter, but that's what it is. Taking up space, uh, claiming claiming what we want, Chloe. Thank you. Bye.
0: Well, well, well. Who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that. Another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. and look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at healthiesthot, and remember... Health-